And welcome back once again to Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry. And I am Nancy Valling. And we have this wonderful lady here today, Jessica Smith. She is an international dating coach who has helped hundreds of people find love and feel empowered in their love lives. And for over a decade, Jessica has taught yoga all over the world, leading annual international yoga retreats dedicated to helping women make life-changing shifts. She's a contributor for yogiapproved.com, a leading yoga and wellness magazine, and she also teaches online with them. She is a leader in positivity as a certified nutritional psychology coach, trained to help those who struggle with eating disorders and body dysmorphia. And Jessica has written a book entitled 21 Days to Feeling Gorgeous, subtitled Finally Loving the Skin You're In and Being the Badass Goddess That You're Meant to Be. And that's actually how Jessica and I hooked up. That's right. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It's great to be here. Yeah. You, you were on the cover, weren't you, Nan? Uh, yes. Yes. Along yes. with how many of us were there? 16 beautiful, brave women. Some that I knew, some that I were friends with, uh, some clients, some perfect strangers. And uh, they all showed up, stripped down to their bras and panties and posed for my book cover. Why couldn't I have been the photographer for this one? <laughs> I miss my calling here. And it was totally out of my comfort zone. Luckily, I am ballsy. You are ballsy. But it was way out of my comfort zone. I will give you that. Thank you so much for doing that, Nancy. It was great having you there. And um, I just, uh, you know, showed you the picture and you look gorgeous. And You got a great smile, man. You look really happy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so does Jessica. So tell us what the book's about. Well, like you said, it's 21 Days to Feeling Gorgeous, Finally Loving the Skin You're In, and Being the Badass Goddess You're Meant to Be. And it's a transformational workbook designed to help women step-by-step step through a process of transformation, of loving themselves finally, and having a good, healthy relationship with themselves. So what does that actually mean? Because, you know, I preach love yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people take that differently. And, and, and what do you mean by that? Well, having a good relationship with yourself is extremely important. And I say in the book that it's the most important relationship to have because it is, it is the, it's the one you live with all day, every day. And it's also the one that is going nowhere. It's, it's the relationship that sticks with you. Um, you're not going to get, it doesn't divorce you. <laughs> it doesn't cheat you on you. You can't kick it to the curb. <laughs> right. And so f for me, and what I say in this book is having a good relationship with yourself is how you are with yourself, how you talk to yourself. And I, I start with that in the first couple days of this book is how do you talk to yourself? What's going on in your head over and over again and helping women with easy, practical tools to change that mental dialogue and get to the point where it's not this, oh, I'm this and I'm that and blah, 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 that the whole mental dialogue is shifted to I'm fantastic. Wow. I, like, I'm going to have a great day today. I am gorgeous. And if somebody does mess up, they're like, oh, I messed up. Okay. Do you find, though, because you're a very attractive woman. Oh. And you. no, and, but my mom wrote a book about aging, but she doesn't look 71, you know, so here she is preaching about how you can grow old and be happy. And then everyone's like saying, well, wait a second here. You don't, you know, you don't look 71. So how are you an expert on, you know, settling in with yourself and being comfortable with who you are? Because when you look, you know, we, we look at you and you say, oh, Yo, you're really attractive. So it must be easier for you to look in the mirror. And so I love myself. I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I got it going on. But I mean, if you're not the, you know, at, at your best, is, is it, is it more? 
more difficult to love yourself or is this beyond just looks? This is definitely beyond just looks because I call it the pretty girl myth that when you see a pretty girl, a lot of times, yeah, they're attractive, but they don't think they're attractive. Right. I mean, really, we could go out on the streets and start pulling women, attractive women, and having them rate themselves of their beauty and attractiveness. And 10 out of 10, they're probably going to say that, no, I'm really not that. I'm not this. And in the beginning of this book, I start the introduction by saying, my mom told me that I was born with low self-esteem, and it was my life purpose to figure that out. Wow. And so I've been through a journey of, um, I did not like myself and my constant dialogue was, I wasn't good enough. I was, I, I'm an eating psychology coach now, um, because of the disordered eating that I had, oh, the you, you, body. Had that, you had that order, disorder as well. I did. Were you overweight or were you, um, bulimic? Were you in the opposite way or how was it for you? Uh, for me, it was. I was more body dysmorphic that I just, no matter what size I was, even when I was crazy, super fit, I still was like, ugh, I need to lose 10 more pounds. And truth be told, I'm like, my body size has been up and down. I've been chubby. I've been made fun of for my weight. I've been all over the map. I usually get, I I used to get made fun of because of being thin. They used to say, oh, you're the the guy that has to run around in the shower to get wet. You know, I was like a pipe cleaner man or something, (laughs) but I finally filled out a little bit. But no, that, that's interesting because uh, most people who write a book usually have some story about that encouraged them or motivated them to write it. So yep. I, I, it sounds like you had, you know, some practical experience yourself. Definitely. And two, I talk about in this book a lot of the challenges that I've had. And um, one of them is from I was married once upon a time and the difficulties that I experienced throughout that relationship and how they really affected my self-esteem and I had to build myself up after wow. that relationship. So, it's yes. It's terrible that, that, that us men, I think it goes both ways though, don't you think so? Yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Yeah, men that are divorced, woo, sometimes they, they don't bounce back so well. No. No, uh, you know, and I've actually noticed men secretly loathe themselves, you know, uh, um, to their buddies, they're great, but then they say how fat they are, how, the, you know, they're losing hair. How like, small their penis is really is. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, just kind of on a coaching level, mm-hmm. not, but then they go out and pretend, you know, and, and yeah. fake it till you make it, I guess, but they're still secretly loathing themselves so this is book isn't just for women i would assume a guy could definitely do it it is the language in it is is for a woman but it's by all means gentlemen pick it up and, and do it <laughs> if they talk about your nails not being don't worry if your nails don't look great then you know pretend like you were just working under your car and those are the nails they're talking about <laughs> um so do you coach male and female in the dating realm or do you specifically go more female my clientele is 50 50 so i have half man half men half women and then it's also interesting that it's 50 50 in regards to half have been divorced and have kids and the other half have never been married and don't have kids so i have a nice variety of of people and and to your point about men loathing themselves i would say most of my clients 
have competence issues. And that's what I work on a lot is with both men and women is just getting them to love themselves and um, and know their worth and their value. You can kind of see it too on, on Bumble or Match. The guys that are hiding the majority of their themselves or t- they take pictures of a group of people so you can't even tell yes. which one is you're trying to you're take. You're like, take your hat off. We know you're bald. <laughs> yes. Just own it, okay? <laughs> we know you're short. Just show us. So, so we can Don't be- leave that part blank you know (laughs) some guys leave their height blank yes lots of them so then you know like then if you're not even being honest there i mean oh gosh Mm -hmm. well i I, i've found because i've been on things like bumble and stuff before and i've i find interesting is is when women like they don't want to they don't show any pictures of their body maybe just their face and then they'll and then they won't answer their body type or maybe they'll say a few extra pounds and then you meet them and it's like whoa it's like why didn't you you know why are you going to lead someone along you're going to eventually have to meet them Mm -hmm. you might as well present yourself show your full body and say this is who i am because there's going to be someone out there that's going to think you're just as adorable as can be it doesn't it doesn't matter to them if you're if you need to lose weight or need to gain weight or whatever but i've, I've found that to be the thing oh i i wholeheartedly agree with that and with my female clients i will encourage them like go full out show show your true self and uh, i'll even tell them you know don't do okay like women we know all the tricks we have the filters we have the angles you know this shot right, right. you know when you put the, the the phone high up like ooh, everybody looks teeny tiny when you do right. that <laughs> so i'll encourage my clientele that choose to date online i'm like put your pictures up that don't have makeup on like just you know put it out there because yeah. like you said the right person will will love you for you How- and you don't want to disappoint like i'd rather right i'd rather post a picture like last time I was on Bumble which was a few years ago all my pictures I had no makeup on and so then when guys would meet me they're like oh my god you look and I'm like I love that I would rather have that response than like oh um yeah um (laughs) she's really nice I have to go Uh, I got a phone call I got a thing (laughs) check please we're splitting this right yeah we're splitting this (laughs) right the key is combo meal, um, and we and, and the check, please. Yeah. So, um, do you bring spirituality into the dating coaching also? Definitely, I am spiritual, woo woo as can be. And um, one of my colleagues, she says that I'm like the Venus flytrap. That people like they they think they're getting one thing when they come in, and there's a whole other behind the scenes thing in a really good way to everyone that's listening. It's it's a it's a positive. <laughs> like like, could you give an example? That I I use my intuition all the time to guide me throughout my entire life, my dating life with no exception. And that is always running in the background. And so when I'm talking to my clients and we're in a session and they're telling me something and I'm like, oh, and I'll, I'll say what my intuition is telling me. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes, that's all. So so you're psychically picking up on things that they probably do to sabotage their romantic outcomes. Yep. I would assume. Yep. What is the number one sabotage? Do you think? Oh, um, that is a great question. I would say just low confidence and then people just get in their head and they can't like be here. And so they're on a date and they're like, oh, my God, and do they like me? Um, do I have something in my teeth? Am I smart? Am I, you know, they have this whole like thing going on in their head, but they're not really here. And they're not really on Present a date. for the date. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're, yeah, because where your attention goes, 
Yeah, that's where you really are. So if you're really up in here, you're not you're not communing and getting to know that other person. Exactly. Um, how about somebody with ADHD? Hey, <laughs> I know somebody who has ADHD. Is it hard for them to date? Because they have really, their attention span is very limited, one. And two, they get over things so easily, I've noticed. Yes. So with that, that's when I would bring a lot of the spiritual tools in that we bring in meditation. Um, I do a lot with mantras with my clients because those are beautiful ways to incorporate in their dating life so they can work on their confidence and being present. And There once was a man from Nantucket. No, not not that one. Not a poem. (laughs) A mantra. Uh, I am beautiful. I am confident. All that good stuff. So, yeah. I am connected. I am connected. I am present to win. (laughs) I'm good enough. I'm I'm smart smart enough. enough, And gosh gosh darn it, it, people people like like me. (laughs) That's hilarious. That is. What do you think your number one sabotage is, Tom? Yeah, Tom. Um, My number one sabotage? (laughs) In, in dating, in the dating realm. I don't know if it's a sabotage necessarily. I just think that people either like me or they don't like me because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a mellow guy. So if they're into a mellow guy, they're automatically going to say, oh, well, you, were, you weren't cute and you were nice and you were funny. But, you know, I just don't think you're my type. You know, I get that. Mm-hmm. Or else I get, you know, the ones that are, you know, that... They either like me or they don't. And most people in my life are like that. You know, I mean, the people that I meet at my health club or people that I meet on the street, they're either going to say, oh, he's a great guy or God, he's kind of loud. He's kind of obnoxious. So I don't think I really have a sabotage factor. But but I, I think that as I've grown older, and I even put that on my profile at one point, I don't know if it was like on Match.com or one of those, but I, I put something like, um, you know, I am this way and I'm not for everyone and that's okay. That's right. Because you can't be perfect for everybody. And I love you have a strong personality. And I love it because then you weed out people pretty quickly. Exactly. It's like, let's not mess around. So if somebody's like, oh, you're just a little too much for me. It's like, okay, exit stage left. You're free to go. You know what's surprising? And the coolest thing is he doesn't hold on to that and take it personally is what I've noticed. Right. It's Mm -hmm. not like I'm sitting there. Gosh, you've been down in the dumps for weeks. Is this still that girl that told you you were too hyper? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) No, that's. Yeah, I don't even remember. Exactly. But it hasn't always been easy, though, you know, because mm-hmm. you want everyone to like you. You know, you you grow up wanting people to like you and be accepted. I mean, that's the yeah. whole thing, whether it's popular in high school or whether it's, you know, everything that you do, whether it's your job, you, you want to be accepted. You want people to like you. So yes. it, it, it took me a while to get to that point where I'm like, not everyone's going to like me and that's OK. So that's that's definitely a been part of it. But then also, as I've gotten older, and I don't know if you found this with some of your clients, but as I've gotten older and now that I'm 50 and have never been married and never had children, suddenly I'm more picky, not only necessarily with what I'm looking for, because I know what what doesn't work for me, but I'm also so set in my ways that it's got to be someone who really blends and melds into my life easily. You know, someone who's got a bunch of baggage or has, you know, you know, small kids and, and, uh, you know, and and wants to come into my house and move things around. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa, you know, it's like, this has got to be an easy thing. It, it, It can't be a lot of stress because I'm fine without just being single and you yep. know and and I'm I'm good with that you know I don't I don't want to make my life worse by having a relationship so, right yeah and that's a beautiful thing to get to a point where it's like hey life is good I mean, it sounds like your life is full of a lot of great things yeah, and you're I'm content yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. And and then it is even more beautiful because you're comfortable, you're 
you're also clear on what you want. And so since you do have high standards and a lot of people say, I'm picky and I won't settle. Right. I hear that like I'm every sure day, you do. every day, <laughs> every day. And so when you're at that, that place in life, you can be, you can wait for the, the good one, the but right so, one. But some of the pickiness now is, is turned to myself where it's kind of like, uh, it's not that I'm necessarily picky and that, Oh, I don't like blonde hair. Oh, I don't like this. I, it, it's not that it's more kind of like, I know what works for me. Yeah. And, and also I'm becoming, you know, when, when, the older that you get, my mom and I joked about it uh, on the podcast. That's kind of like you know you start getting a little bit more like you know get off my lawn you know you kind of get that <laughs> mentality where yeah. it's like you get a little bit you know like a crotchety old man you know so you get a little bit of that settling in and the fact that i've lived alone for most of my life it's not necessarily that i'm picky i'm just kind of like setting my ways that's sure. part of it too i get that i get that so what do you tell someone who's so set in their ways uh i would just encourage some fluidity in your life and be open to this sounds so cliche, but open to new experiences. And to I've be, had people leave be, the toothpaste cap off the toothpaste before, and it's not a new experience. <laughs> okay, well, you know, it's one of those things, you know, I'm preaching to the choir because right. you know this, but you do have to choose your battles. And it's right. like, well, you do get to a point and it's like, you know what? It's just the toothpaste cap. Like, screw it. It's right. If, if this person is, we have a deep connection and right. this, that, and the other thing, I'll let the toothpaste cap go. <laughs> right. No, that's good advice. That's definitely good advice. P- picking your battles, I think, is something that a lot of people, and myself included, not sweating the small stuff, picking your battles can really make a difference in, in not just dating, but everything in your life, every facet. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm just now like getting back into the dating realm, and mm. I keep picking totally wrong (laughs) totally wrong humans um and i know it's my what i'm putting out there and what i'm choosing to bring i wouldn't say it's everything no i i did meet one very lovely human no but i'm talking about the the one date that you had with the guy that that was from london no not 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 him the the one who the other one that, that, that you were really really nice but he was just kind of a jerk oh well yes I've had several. But of you those. didn't attract that. That you, you he was no, just I a know jerk. That what you put out, you get back. So somehow I. What karma? Uh, From a past life. No, I, what you're putting out, I believe you attract. So. I don't think it was a karma from a past life. I think it's karma from this life. But you put out some so. wonderful things. And, and you were excited when you were going to go on the first date with him. Oh, yeah. I'm always excited. <laughs> well, I don't smile. think you put out any negativity. I, I think sometimes you just get a bad egg, you know? Not when you get repeated bad eggs. Well, I think there's something on my aura. Get off adult friend finders, maybe. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm joking. She's not on there. <laughs> well, maybe it's not your aura, but maybe it is there's just something in you that you're looking for you're calling in that type of person because it's it is vibing with you in some way mm-hmm. like sometimes i get this a lot oh i've been i've been dating i've been dating all these guys and they're all unavailable they're all emotionally unavailable and then it's like well are you fully available not you necessarily but just you know yeah and i know i'm probably not fully available at this moment because i am i did meet one really lovely human who lives in london and I'm going to London, and I figured after that I would be available. <laughs> like I, I hope he doesn't. I hope he's not listening this. right now. He's like, oh. you know, we're gonna block him. Yeah. <laughs> beep. Put a little beep over that. I didn't say his name. But see, I love that because you just said that you know yeah. there is a part of you that's not available. So it, the universe is like, okay, Nancy, great. 
we're just going to send you some guys you can go have a little fun with, and you don't have to commit. But she doesn't want to have fun with those guys because most of them are or have been jerks. But yeah. here's here's the thing: I took my I I read into some of your stuff, and I was like, I need a cleanse. Like I'm gonna cleanse. I'm gonna. I got off all that dating stuff and i'm really working on me until i get back from london and then i'll i also think sometimes when you're not looking for it is when it happens you know if, if you're out there and you're just you know swipe 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 and every you know you know <laughs> looking back and forth squirrel 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 you know but but if you're like you know what i'm just giving this a rest then all of a sudden it's like someone maybe resurfaces or you know someone comes up to you you know someplace where you wouldn't expect it yeah. or there's a guest on your podcast who's you know i'm joking i'm kidding <laughs> But do you do you ever find that to be the case though? Absolutely. When guys want to be set up with you, they're like, "Wait a second, you're the one that I should be going out." <laughs> no, with. no, no, no. Because you give all this great advice, and they're <laughs> well, like, "Wait a you. second, maybe it's you." Well, thank you for that. But to your point about uh, you find it, um, it comes when you're not looking for right. it. It's it's not that you're not looking. It's the lack of desperation because when we're looking, it's like, is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And it's like, there's this like urgency and this need. And then when you're not looking like all that energy is gone and that's sexy, right? That's attractive. And I tell this with a lot of my clients, it's like, just really go out and enjoy your life. Don't worry if there's, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Oh, Wright is in the room. Right. And it's like, just go out and enjoy your life. And that is when you are the most attractive. And that's when people are like, and that's when you're quote unquote, not looking and you find it. Right. But also I find that when I'm with, when you're with someone like Nancy and I could go out for a drink after the podcast. And because I'm sitting with a woman, an attractive woman, <laughs> suddenly it's like, you know, women will kind of, you know, look at you when you go by. It's kind of like, well, he must not be a bad guy because he's got her with her. You know, I mean, is, does that come into play, you think? Uh, Yeah. And that drives me crazy about, about women is it is, it's like, you've already been vetted. Like the, the female species is already, somebody said he's credible, he's good enough to be with. And the ladies are like, oh, wow, Let, let's take a look at him. He's been vetted already. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that but if is you're a, that But is if you're dating like Tanya Harding or someone like that and you walk into a bar, they're like, yeah, he, he wasn't vetted too well. <laughs> that's a blast from the past. I haven't heard her name in a while. Did you see the movie she was in? No, or, oh, It was a, a movie about her? Oh, it was great. I it, didn't. It, I, who played her? It uh, was wonderful. Mar, uh, the beautiful Margot. Well, Margot? Margo. Robbie? No. Yes, Margot Robbie. Who? Yeah. That was a great movie. But enough about Tanya Hardy. Let's let, let's, let's talk let's about go Nancy into Kerrigan. Your yoga retreats, <laughs> yoga retreats. That you have one coming up. I do. I have one in Costa Rica, in Nassara, Costa Rica, in October, October twenty fourth through the thirty first. And this is going to be, I believe, my seventh retreat there. It's at Blue Spirit uh, Retreat, and it is a world class facility. It is gorgeous. It's on a mountainside, so you have the jungle. You get to see the monkeys twice a day, and all the beautiful wildlife, and uh, you also have the beach right there. So it's a it's a gorgeous gorgeous place. What is the theme of the retreat? Do you do themes or or? It's called monkey yep. business. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> it's called beach prey love. Beach prey love. Ooh, That's I like yes. that. Yes, and did you uh, come up with that? I did. You are creative. I'm a little clever. The title Thank of you. your book. I mean, I I love this 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 line right here. Um, well, the 21 days of feeling gorgeous is great, but finally loving the skin you're in and being the badass goddess you you're meant to be. I mean, yes. that that is awesome. <laughs> I get excited every time I read that title. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so yeah, and the, a lot of what my retreats are, it's the book. 
Yeah. I help women just look at themselves and see how amazing they are. And I just, we just grow it. So no dating involved in that one. That one's purely just grounding yourself in this lovely environment and, and becoming more accepting of who you are. Yes. And love always comes up and uh, it's a seven day retreat Ooh. and we are at this gorgeous, men and women or just women, just women. And it always comes up. It always comes up. So we talk about our love lives for sure. There's not like a male uh, a retreat going on the other side of the lake where the guys come over to a panty raid or anything like that. It's oh not God. like that. <laughs> well, I'm turning that it into not very yogic. Either. Well, I know, but I, gotta, I, I always look for something funny in every situation. It reminds me like summer camp. You know, it's like all the women are on one side of the lake and the guys are on the and other. And one girl's playing the flute. Well, a different kind of flute, but <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, yes. The skin flute? What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I have done retreats all over the world, and most of them are very zen, and they are very deep, and they're powerful. And there has been a couple. Like I did one last year in Tulum, Mexico. It got, it, whew. Were people hooking whew. up? Nobody was hooking. The no- women were hooking up with each other. It was great. <laughs> Penny Ray. <laughs> It was in Tulum, and it, you know, have you guys been to Tulum, no. Mexico? Mm-hmm. It's, I have. It, it's a small place. It's a small little town, little and there's village, there's yeah. clubs and everything. So, like, just right outside the boutique hotel where I was leading the retreat, there's bars and men on vacation. So, oh boy. <laughs> But I wasn't mad at it. I'm was like, everyone go, like go. hung over, like trying to do yoga the next day? It's like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. There, you know? there was one night that we had, uh, the boutique hotel had celebrated their like 10th anniversary or something. And so they pulled out champagne and tequila. Well, some of the girls drank in the yoga studio. So the next morning there was tequila and shot glasses all over the yoga studio. I was like, oh. This oh, isn't very funny. cleansing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but most of my retreats, I, I've done them, like I said, in Costa Rica for several years. Tulum, uh, Nepal. I did a retreat wow. in Nepal, and that was, woo, that was amazing. It was amazing. So I, I, I get around. <laughs> <laughs> if, if somebody wanted to sign up for one of your retreats, how do they find you? They can go to my website, jessicasmith.love, and all the details. Dot love? Dot love. I love that. Isn't that sweet? And That's Jessica, cool. J-E-S-S-I-C-A. S-M-I-T-H dot L-O-V-E. Now, is that a domain that anyone could get dot love? Yes. Really? No, actually, GoDaddy did it just for me. <laughs> <laughs> they love you. They loved me so much. They're like, we will gift you the dot love. Because <laughs> I have a website, fryinthefly.com, and I, I've never thought about fryinthefly.love. <laughs> I don't and know. And have that voice, that's, though. You do have to. You gotta have that voice. You have to. And that's when people ask me for my website, I had to train myself to not say it like that. Because I would say it like that every time. Dot love. JessicaSmith.love. <laughs> Just didn't convey the, the right. In the music in the background. Right. Yeah. That that's music. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were talking about dating and people say, oh, well, you do voiceovers. You must have a great voice. You know, like before you meet someone like on a date or something like that. I'm like, Gilbert Godfrey was the voice of Aflac for years <laughs> and made more money than Oliver make doing voiceovers. And his voice is Gilbert Godfrey Aflac, you know. Oh, Aflac. He just has the face for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's always got his like eyes squinted and his like he's talking like this you never know what you're going to get when you meet a voiceover actor they may sound like gilbert godfrey <laughs> no you've got a beautiful voice well thank you yeah you do well both of you do as well thank you 
Um, where else should we go? How about your um, next book? Oh, my next book. I'm extremely excited about my next book. So a few years ago, I did a market research study that I interviewed 100 single men to find out their feelings, attitudes, and dating, uh, attitude towards dating and relationships. And I interviewed guys from 21 to 59, professional athletes, real estate agents, um, students, like all kinds, all walks of life. And I had a spiritual awakening within the first two weeks of doing my research. Why? What happened? Well, I had my ideas of what the male species was like, and it wasn't completely healthy. And when I walked into this study, I felt like I was on a recon mission for my fellow woman. I was like, okay, ladies, I'm going in and I'm going to find out all the secrets and we're going to, you know, we're going to figure out these men. No, it was, I'm sure. It was, it was. And next thing I know, I am sitting with these men and I'm just transfixed by the things that are coming out of their mouth. Professional athletes, multi-million dollar contracts, killing it on the court and the field. And they are so vulnerable and would tell me things that, like, I saw inside these men's souls. And Aww. what I saw just blew me away. And it completely. Like, <laughs> like what did you say? <laughs> Nancy. Read the book, Nancy. <laughs> no, no, no. But the working title is Men Are People Too. Hmm. And I talk about how men have insecurities. Men have feelings, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, we do. Do you have feelings? Of course. Yeah. So I, I, I talk about my interviews and really just, I know that men have not been perfect and there's been a lot of bad things that have happened. And I say that at the beginning of the book, I'm like, look, I'm not. Well, it's societal. It's been happening for a century. I mean, from the beginning of time. Beginning you know? of time. Right. Yes. Yet men are right now in our society, they're like public enemy number one right now. And most men are good men. Yes, I, I agree. Most are. Most are. And so I want to, this. the purpose of this book is to heal the relationship between men and women as a whole. And, in, and by showing the insecurities and the realness of the men, it invites a conversation and a different viewpoint so women can be like, oh, He's not an asshole. He actually has daddy issues because he never saw a man in his life. Or he, if he did see a man in his life, it was a man coming in to hook up with a mom and he got drunk and he beat the shit out of her. And, you know, they, they didn't have a good role model presented to them. The, so. thing, the thing that angers me most, and this is the one that I seem to hear over and over again from women who have gotten divorced and they've said that, oh, my ex is just such an asshole and uh, he was... Not only maybe abusive uh, verbally or, or mentally. Or but emotionally. He, or emotionally. Not necessarily physically, though that's like the worst, obviously. But um, and, and then and the way they treat them, like after the divorce. Oh, he was so hard. I had to go out and get, I couldn't afford a really good lawyer. And he had this really good lawyer. And he just, he took, he was like almost meanness. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm like, well, he's the one who cheated on you. I'm like, why is the, why is he the, well, why is he the one who's, you know, treating you so bad? And I hear these like terrible stories about exes and not all of them. Cause I've met people that say, oh, my ex and I are very good friends. We have, you know, it just, we just weren't a good match or whatever. But so, a lot of them I hear about these, just these 
asshole ex-husbands. And I would be curious to hear what, what they have to say about themselves. <laughs> Do they think they're assholes? Or maybe they... Or, you know, I think a lot of that self-discovery, too. You don't really realize that you were a part of that asshole experience. I mean, you were probably poking and prodding and doing all kinds of stuff and people that I think that still talk shit about their partners are just a, a little oblivious to their own self-work mm. sometimes mm. yeah I agree with that that's pretty deep because it deep. really takes two people yeah you know? and then you in that situation you want to look at the woman and say well why did you marry an asshole then Right. Or exactly. why did you stick it out and why are you still mad at the person? You're right. done. <laughs> I know there's so many there's so many people and women in this conversation that they are so mad and hurt from their exes that I just want to take them and hug them and then shake them and be like, honey, you're not in that relationship anymore. You get to move on. Yeah. There's a whole new world out there. <laughs> there's a whole new world. I loved I watched one of your videos and you were like, you just got to cut it. Yeah. No more phone number in your phone. No more. You yep. Just cut them out. Yep. You know, and like Tom and I had a relationship. Ooh. We haven't really talked about this. On. No, we haven't talked about it. But but Nan and I dated like, you know, 10, 12, whatever it was. You know, I've. A millennial ago. A millennial ago. And then we took a, a well, good break. Well, like we, a, well you a, met someone, met and, someone and you fell and in I, love and moved in together and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden now we came back to it as just being friends. And, and it's, it's so much it's better. It's so much better. Aww. I love that. But everyone's always like, well, why don't you, and, like all the women that I've dated, have I said, well, why don't you and Nan just get married? Why don't you and Nan? And I'm like, well, because Nan's like my friend. It's like, I don't, I don't see her that way. And now I see her like more like a sister. You know what I'm saying? Because we, because. And, and a good buddy. Like I can tell, no, I'm not, so I know my faults. I hide things. I'm like trying to work on that. That's one of my Well, you share things sabotage. with me though. Yeah, I, because that, there's no, there's no there's judgment. No judgment. Yeah. You're not going to come at me. He's right. a safe place. He's a safe place. Yeah. And I think we all need, I, th I think here's where I'm having a. So ladies, if you need a safe place, <laughs> it's Tom at love, not love. <laughs> Sorry. He's calling GoDaddy. He's like on the website now. Yeah, He's like, it's not love. It's all about not love. I think here's where we have to change the paradigm that men and women can be friends. Yeah. And you can't. You know, your girlfriends that say, well, you know, you two should do that. They should really look. We are like brother and sister. Right. We are not, like, attracted at all. And that's where I find it really hard when people stereotype yep. male and female friendships and say there has to be some underlying sexual and tension I, when there's really n not. Right. And I feel like we're very limited in our languaging and our mindset around relationships because... Relationships are multidimensional, they're complex, there's a lot going on, yet it's like, okay, we can either be friends, we can be friends with benefits, we can be boyfriend-girlfriend, we can be married, I mean, we just don't, we don't have, it's like the, only so many containers that we can all fit in. Mm -hmm. and, and there's not a container that can fit loving relationships, I think. Mm -hmm. I think they are beyond this realm. They exist outside of our earthly plane. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, you know, you can learn stuff from your friend that will help you, you know, with your self-esteem, with your um, dating life. Absolutely.
And, 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 it's, and it's great having a, a female friend, uh, too, as well, because, I mean, a real cl- – and, and I'm friends with almost all my women I've dated and, and my exes and things like that. I mean, I talk about my, fr- my friend Laura and my friend Carrie. You know, these are people that are they're like, you know, really close friends of mine. And um, But the thing about Nancy, it's great. If there's something that I, that I want to talk about, then I'm not going to necessarily talk to my buddy John about it or talk to my buddy Lance about it. I might just want to say, well, this is something I have, I have a question for a female. Right. My mom and I are very close but not all the time my mom's from a different generation her, her and she's going to be a little bit more you know because i'm her son she's going to you know probably take my side a little bit more maybe or whatever but it's it's nice to have someone who's you know what does a guy think nan nan might ask what would you do in this situation or where do you think he's coming from it, it, it's nice to have that because people who just have you know basically my guy friends and my girlfriends it's kind of like well you know you might be missing out on you know some great advice or uh, some great companionship too so and a great podcast. And a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how we should end it. That sounds like a great way to end it. <laughs> well, did we we have a couple other things to talk about, don't we? We do. Let's look at our list. <laughs> International dating coach. We've been there. Yoga all over the world. We've done that. Uh, Yogaapproved.com. What is that? What is that? Uh, that's a that's a company that I write for, and I have yoga videos with oh really mm-hmm. and is it a subscription it is yep it's a subscription and a nice affordable one and i have two videos on there right now i have feel good hatha yoga and that's all levels and then i also have sacral vitality oh. dot love, dot love. <laughs> so you're saying that I, I, one could go on yogiapproved.com and they could sign up for an X kind of money per month. And then I could look, I can do yoga classes with all these different instructors. That's right. That sounds very cool. It is very fun. And it's a beautiful. Just make sure you have a decent sized TV because you you don't want to be doing on your cell phone. You know, (laughs) you can, but, but yeah. Yeah. Can you just buy one class on it or it doesn't need to be a subscription based? It is a subscription and um, there's. Gosh, I don't even know how many teachers are on there, but they're they're amazing. Ashton August is uh, my uh, co-retreat. What's the name? Ashton August. A guy? No, it's a girl. I was going to say, because if this guy's the only one who's going on this retreat with all the women, then maybe he's <laughs> the one doing the panty raids. <laughs> uh, so she is the founder okay. of yogiapproof.com, oh, wow. and she is remarkable, and she is also... On uh, the book cover. I she is on the book cover, yes. And then... Do you want to do... <laughs> you do guided meditation, too, don't you? Uh, on my retreats, I do. Yeah, and sometimes with my clients and stuff. Yeah. Um, if we were going to do one, because I normally do one on the podcast, would you like to do it today? Maybe something around Ooh. self-worth? Ooh, Not too long, Not though. too long. Just a couple minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like 30 oh. seconds. 30 oh, seconds. I'm kidding. No, something like a minute or so, you know, just some okay. some little one where we can all kind of take a breath. and. All right. And zen out. Okay. Zen out. Well, get comfortable. Sit up nice and tall. All right. Drop the shoulders back. Tuck the chin. Just relax the jaw. Take a nice big inhale through the nose. Exhale out of the nose. Nice again. Inhale. And exhale out of the nose. I'm just feeling the day melt away. Uh, maybe a sigh to release any, any energy. Good. Now keep that nice rhythmic breath flowing in and out of the body. Dropping the shoulders down, maybe shaking the head from side to side, nice and easy. 
And the next inhale, feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, new energy coming into the body. Nice big inhale, nice long, slow exhale. Keeping this breath going, sitting up nice and tall, feeling your power, feeling from a very deep place, your strength, your wisdom, your beauty. And in your mind's eye, seeing how amazing you are, seeing yourself whole, perfect, and complete. Seeing yourself without judgment, without any worries. Saying to yourself, I am gorgeous. I am amazing. I am intelligent. I am confident. I am. Taking a nice big inhale, feeling strong, empowered, alive. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. <laughs> I love that song, Damien Rice. Wow, that was amazing. It was oh, amazing. Thank you. I thank feel you. so gorgeous. I, Good. Uh, you look pretty hot. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Tom, say, I am gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. Oh, that feel good. Well, yeah. thank you, everyone. Yes. Oh thank God. you You've very been much, wonderful. Jessica. What a great guest. When, you <laughs> have your, you. when your next book comes out, you're, you got to be the first place. You got to be the first place you come with it. Okay, I'm going to come right here, and we'll talk about that book. And you guys, thank you so much for having me. You guys are wonderful. Oh, this was thank so much you. fun. Thanks. Thank we can do this all the time. Oh yeah. We could have probably talked. All day. Maybe All we, day. Well, we have an extra seat here. Maybe you can just join us just randomly for some other day. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a wonderful addition. Uh, and um, have a great rest of your uh, month. And we will uh, talk to you soon here. Yeah, after I get back from London. That's right. London. London calling. Chip, chip, cheerio. Cheerio. Chip, chip. <laughs> Make sure you visit Cassowary. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>